This is Power Athlete Radio. With your host, Denny K, Professor Booty, and the Luke Summers. And now, toes forward, hips locked, shoulders set, and retract those scapulas. It's time for some knowledge bombs. What's up? It's that time. Power Athlete Radio, in effect, episode 20. I'm here with Luke Summers, the man who gives new meaning to the term gold member. (laughs) What's up? The man who orders quad burgers and asks for three additional meat patties. This is truth. This is true, right? We also have Callie. I'm buff. I'm beautiful. I just changed my Facebook profile and I'm wearing a jean skirt and rocking a lightsaber Hinsman. Jean oh skirt! Oh my god. <laughs> and, and, and Denny Kay, the stalker. <laughs> yeah, the professor himself. That's Superman. fucking subtle. <laughs> my two-year-olds pushing prowlers in front of national level weightlifters. <laughs> Steve Playtech. <laughs> What's going on, guys? What's up, guys? What is up? Hello. All right, so right off the bat, uh, I guess the latest news coming out of PAHQ is the Beginner's Guide to CrossFit Football. Very awesome. Yeah, dude, it was uh, – uh, that was – Luke, a- talk about that a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I, I've been working on that thing with John and a couple other folks for like, like six months. You'd be surprised how long it takes to just get something like that – organized but really what stirred it up is i was going through the faq on crossfit football one day and realized it is it answers every question but that's also the problem as as well it's like answers every question so just like we try to phase in uh the strength template why not try to phase in and do uh a new crossfit football follower give them just the bare minimum out of the gate something real easy to digest uh try to reduce the the dreaded dick punches on the comments and really just shut dude bro up for a little bit you know so is that even possible (laughs) no he'll find new material yeah yeah i have to say it was uh it was super fun to read humorous and uh informative i'm glad that you guys did it yeah well, hopefully it hopefully it works you know uh just and the objective is just get more reach get more followers you know the more the more people we can get following the program the better we can we can adapt it and and help it evolve and see what works what doesn't work and uh collect some data you know some world domination critical mass get a few followers world domination it's like step one and step two right exactly (laughs) all right Callie what power athlete team series four competitions four competitions done in the books the data's collected uh are you are you starting to see any kind of trend or you know is something really starting to stand out in your mind that you're just chopping at the bit for next year? Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, I think there definitely are some trends with the teams that are winning and the teams that are placing really high. Uh, you know, it's not any surprise that the teams that are the strongest or maybe fall and say the top 
five strongest uh, spots are performing pretty well in the Metcons as well, which is which is nice to see. So the people that are winning and then placing in the top three that put them in a position to do the, the Prowler shuttle at the end, they're legitimately there for a reason. And that's, you know, it's very validating to see that, that it kind of works out that way. So I think that as we refine the Metcons and create balance in the competition, that, uh, that again, the teams that are winning and the teams that are doing well really really should be there now they may not be the the number one strongest team but they're definitely in the top five and their uh their ability to um be both strong and then kind of apply that strength to the metcon and to muscle endurance just goes to kind of prove our point that life and shit and metcons are is just easier if you're stronger so um so that's again kind of a kind of a nice thing to see I remember when we talked about the the team series earlier. Uh, one of the questions that we talked about on on this show was, would people kind of hold back on on the strength portion to kind of save, you know, their energy for the metcon? And you didn't feel that that would happen, right? Because of the the Wilts coefficient, that it would actually kind of, you know entice people to just go balls out and it, it sounds like that's happening i mean those those numbers i seen on the katie competition were just freaking huge yeah i mean honestly i think that we're looking we're talking about three lifts here i mean three attempts and also nobody wants to go to a competition and not pr if you do want to go and do sort of like a powerlifting style competition and not pr i mean I'm not sure what your motivation is. I don't understand that person. Uh, so when when the spotlight's on you and you have three attempts to do something awesome, I think most people would choose to be awesome. I would hope, you know. You got to. You got to. You know, that's that's interesting, um, Steve. When you know, did you did you kind of strategize as far as openers? Um, or did you just kind of go out there and just have no plan? Just I want to crush all three attempts. Um, more towards the latter. I knew I could hit. I think I opened at like five fifty or something. Whatever. Um, uh, the guy I was lifting with, I forget his name now. He does the Nomad training. He, I think we opened at like five fifty or something. Or um, I knew I could hit five eighty five. Um, and then after that, I just let Caleb load the bar and he loaded 605 and I missed it. So that would have been a PR, but I'm with you, Callie. If you go to one of these competitions and, uh, you're trying to game it or something, that's just, that's straight up retarded. I mean, um, you have to go for a PR. And I mean, the, it, the event is so spaced out in terms of time that, you know, if you if you decide to game it, I mean, you have so much rest time to recover. Unless you're just, your recovery is just completely horrible. Uh, it, I mean, yeah. And the Metcons are like 12 minutes at most, so. Right, and I would say that you would be more prone to see that if you were doing like Occupy Strength. If anyone remembers Occupy Strength, you actually had to do the entire cross and football total. Maybe you would have seen somebody, I don't know, I don't even know why they would, uh, but go kind of sandbag a little bit for a Metcon. But, I mean, just because you're you're looking at, you know, a, a lot more lifting and at the front end. But, yeah, I didn't really see that. But, I mean, 
I will say one thing in, in Katy, Texas, I found it interesting that I saw more missed reps, more missed openers and uh, uh, more just kind of failed attempts in the strength portion than I had it at the other events. And I just, you know, I, I just didn't understand who was kind of directing these athletes in terms of their openers, because I've always looked at that initial lift as being like a confidence builder. I mean, yeah. that initial <clears throat> lift is so much, it's so much more like a, a psychological thing than anything. The bar needs to, you know, you need to feel uh, confident after you pull the bar off the ground. And, um, you know, a lot of these people, I think we're shooting for PRs on the first one, which is not my advice. Like I wouldn't advise someone to go initially. I think maybe shoot for your current PR, but um, my, my thought has always been you want to kind of get the bar to move. And then uh, the second lift, you know, maybe shoot for a conservative new PR. And then that third lift is really based on that second lift. And I think since we don't have to, for the team series, you don't have to, uh, I guess, announce your lifts beforehand, you know, you can really make a decision on that third lift, like based on bar speed from your second lift. And that's kind of always how I gauged it. And I thought, you know, people should be approaching the lifts. Um, if that makes sense. It does. It does. I think, uh, I think conventional thinking on, on opening lifts is, uh, like pull, pull your double or something like that, you know, I don't know if that's too conservative. Uh, I've only been to a few comp or participated in a few competitions in my life, and uh, I always open just shy of maybe a current PR, and then really went for that PR in the second one. And if that went well, then the third one was like, let's go for it. You know, yeah. it, it really depends on on like you were saying, bar speed on the second one and how you felt, but. I mean, in the spirit of competition, you got the crowd there, um, you know, the CrossFit Football Nation. I mean, those people don't just, you know, it's not like we were talking the last episode, like a USAW event where it's just nice and quiet and they're just watching you. I mean, you're talking, people are cheering you on. You got teammates there, you know, which is a huge part of it. You got your friends and family there. I mean, everybody wants to see you complete that lift. Even... You know, it, there's, it, it's not like nobody doesn't want to see you just because they're competing against you, you know. I think it fires everybody up against the adrenaline pump, and, and how is that not presenting an environment to really just crush PRs? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, for a lot of people, this is their first competition, and they don't know, they're not exactly sure how to, how to go about it, but uh, like you said, there's a lot of people watching, and it's not necessarily like the pressure of some other lifts or, or some other competitions where really like the focus on is on one or two platforms at a time. Um, and there's a spotlight and it's, you know, it's, it's a, can be a little bit intimidating, but here we're talking about multiple athletes on multiple platforms and a lot of energy going. And so all I want to see people do is just kind of get some confidence, particularly on, on that first lift and then they can kind of get after it. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, if, uh, you know, kind of go down that road a little bit, if this is your first competition, I mean, this is going to be, this is going to be the competition to kind of, I guess, break you in because if you're interested in doing any other type of powerlifting or Olympic lifting meets, this is going to be like your JV version of that, you know, um, it's, it's a very much more comfortable kind of environment, I would think. 
Yeah, I uh, I've done the uh, weightlifting and the powerlifting, and it's a, I agree with you that you know that first lift, I feel like the first lift of the meet makes or breaks your competition performance. I mean, if you walk out and you miss your first snatch, oh, like it's I mean, it's just straight demoralizing, right? And, uh, you know, fine if you make your second snatch and all that stuff. But that first one, I feel like, sets the stage. It gets your positions right. You know, I'm Caleb is my coach. And so he's always, you know, you hit that first snatch. You hit, you'll be able, anything you hit in the gym, any day, walk in, boom, hit it. Then we can go from there. You always have time in the warm-up area to kind of, you know, sort out some extra weights. But that first lift, you can't miss your opener. I mean, you shouldn't unless everything goes to shit. Right. Well said. All right. So the next, the next team series is in Linwood. You got it, Linwood, Washington. Is that? Uh, are, are you kind of like returning home? Is that? No. No. no, no. That's East. You're on. I'm in D in DC. C. Yeah. My bad. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yep. I'm an East Coaster. No, yeah. So we're in. We're outside of Seattle on the 24th of August, and we still have spots available available for that. So we've got a few spots for teams still. Um, super excited because we have a pretty good following out towards Seattle. Uh, whenever we have certs out there, we have a really good showing, and some pretty strong people. And uh, you know, Kelsey up there, Jesse Ward, who uh, runs CrossFit Linwood. They're all kind of uh, helping me tag team this event and host it. And they've actually recruited two super strong dudes to do almost like a a demo for us. Um, They're not going to be competing on teams, but they're going to uh, to compete and kind of or to show show a little bit of their ability. We've got a guy named Justin Randall who typically squats like in the 700. So he's at he's got like a max squat of 733 pounds and he's going to do 500 for reps just to put on a show, a little show, I think. And his buddy, uh, Jeff C, he's going to do deadlifts, probably about the same weight for reps as well. And his deadlift is about 800 pounds currently. So it's pretty ridiculous. Wow. And let's let's be honest, Callie. The the real reason we're going to Seattle is Callie's looking for some hunk with a big beard and sleeveless flannel. Oh, yeah. There's Welcome no- to the 90s. Nice. Let me bust out my Pearl Jam Soundgarden. <laughs> no, she's she's looking more for the lumberjack. No, yeah. Oh, I, I don't nice. need that. Yeah, exactly. I want somebody who who works in like a like a cabin who hasn't seen a woman for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Callie, Callie, come on. <laughs> Nice. Callie spoken <laughs> We have just we have just reached some kind of new low right there. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I, I try not to bust out the singing voice too much, but <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So the, so Seattle. Uh, I mean, I am going there too. <laughs> yeah, there are definitely perks to going to Seattle. There's a lot of lot of good a uh, lot of good scenery, I would say. <clears throat> but yeah, so that'll be the 24th of August. So if people are still interested, sign up, register your team, get it together, and um, and I'll, I'll see you on the 24th. And practice pushing the prowler. Practice pushing the prowler, exactly. <laughs> Kelly, what I think what a lot of people don't realize too is uh, 
because we haven't we don't really publish it so i guess this is your your secret coupon but any competitors for the team series get discounts on certs so we give 100 bucks off if you compete in a team series yeah you've got to sign up for it. that's huge at the at the event you got to sign up for it at the event so if that's if that's inspiration enough, dude, you can go there. You can win two grand, get a hundred bucks off a cert, get a set of custom power athlete bumper plates. I can't think of a better way to spend a weekend or a week, day, weekend day. A weekend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So record breaking, uh, record breaking signups for NorCal. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna blow the the record up. So we've got over twenty five teams, and that's gonna be up at CrossFit One World with Freddie. Um, we have Ingo B, who if you know him from the CrossFit oh. Football blog, he's he's a regular on there. He's a Northern California volleyball player who's gonna who I guess moonlights as a DJ. So. <laughs> He's going to show up. He's going to DJ. Pretty excited about that. And we're going to take the van up. Um, if all goes to plan and everybody wakes up on time, we're going to take the van up as a group. And uh, John, Luke, Ben, myself, we're going to go up there and run it. I think Luke, Ben, and John, and maybe a ringer might try to compete as a joke. So we'll why, see. Why is that a joke? Because we would win, right? That's what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Well, you got me doing all these crazy metcons the past six weeks ruining my yeah. spot <laughs> i know everybody is uh doing regular crossfit now and we're like this is this is really hard i'm sore all the time <laughs> crossfitting is really hard <laughs> but yeah back to it in, uh, of the uh, power athlete nation don't know ingo's responsible for our badass intro yeah but you know they may not know how close we we're almost we're gonna go with another intro um one of our favorite ones luke you might this might sound familiar but but Ingo's death it was better i mean we got love for the nko tv crew Oh my God! Hey, are you smoking? I think, <laughs> I think Ingo did. Uh, he did us some justice, so we we chose him. Ingo B, you rock. Uh, I don't. I don't. Comments on that one? Did I catch you guys off off guard? Yes. There? Yeah, but I don't remember having taking a vote on this because I clearly would have gone with uh, New Kids on the Block. Are you gonna diss Ingo like that? Well, and Donnie Wahlberg, dude. Donnie, <laughs> Wahlberg. he's related he to Marky Mark. He doesn't have a beard or sleeveless flannel. He's a Wahlberg. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, is that all? This? <laughs> all right. Wow. Denny, Denny okay, are, you, so- are you podcasting from altitude? You're off the charts <laughs> today, bro. <laughs> so, but let's get. I mean, let's sign up for these freaking team series. It, yeah. NorCal's ba- I mean, you better get on it if it's NorCal. And same thing with Washington. These are uh, right around the corner. And then Cali SoCal is about half full, a little over half, right? So just a handful yeah. of teams left there. Yeah, that's going to be at an awesome facility, CrossFit uh, uh, Team Academy. And that one's close to home. So I'm super excited about that one. I think you guys are going to be in Germany, right, Luke? Yeah, we're uh, pumping the event out there as well. So we're going yeah. global. We're going global and we're going to have a bunch of people and teams from our home gym here at Balboa so they can kind of see what we do outside of Balboa. 
uh, hopefully they'll, they'll start respecting my authority a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, Callie. <laughs> yeah, no chance. Let's talk about your experience at the booth during the games real quick, because uh, in the last show, Luke, you know, we got Luke's side of it. Uh, you know, what did you what did you take from the store, being there at the games, Rich Froning, 3 P, uh, yeah. running people through the, you know, the um, the dynamic warmups. I saw a few pictures on on the Facebook page, you know, and uh, yeah. you know, what what are your your perspective on all that? I mean, I thought it was a good experience for sure. Uh, the games I had, I had not been to the games as a, neither a competitor nor a uh, attendee. So, so it was an interesting experience. I thought that the uh, little workshops that we did were awesome. And, you know, I'll toot our own horn. I thought we did a great job, but also kind of getting to know the other specialty seminars and getting a glimpse into what they do at theirs. Um, you know, some of them I didn't have a lot of familiarity with, and I, I thought it was uh, pretty great. And I, what a great thing to offer for all the people that paid millions and millions of dollars to attend to watch people exercise. But, like, I thought, I thought it was awesome. Um, you know, there was, like certainly good like great wholesome people watching there was a there was a lot of abs there was a lot of oiled up people uh there was a lot of oiled shitty up? <laughs> yeah dude yes. people people put their bodies on it was like a walking billboard they'd have like uh these little tank tops on that showed yeah. their gym and then be like look at what my gym did to me yeah. i'm hot and oily <laughs> yeah and they were pretty drunk too they could have been sweaty Oh, so Dude. so it was sweat. Okay, it was it was awesome. I had I had lots of drunk people try to test their vertical. Oh, I had God. this one, one drunk chick try to test her vertical, and uh, literally she did not. She didn't even jump an inch off the ground. She fell on her back, and uh, so she had a negative vertical. She yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was it was like the most heinous thing I've seen in real life or on TV or anywhere it was terrible Callie, it was, is, there, is there a video of that <laughs> no Callie, I, Callie, were, were you there when when the blooper with tex when tex was testing that one dude's vertical do you remember were you there for that well uh i don't remember okay Which, so the, for those like for, we we have we have pictures all over the facebook and maybe uh i don't think we have any video but i'll figure out a way to put it in the show notes to test your vertical, you stand under this apparatus that has these plastic fins that all you need to do is kind of tap and they'll displace because when whenever the person who's setting it up sets it up, the fins are perfectly in line. So it's very easy to see which fins you made contact with, right? Not only that, but the like 30 people are watching and you can see the fins move. Right. So we were saying like, hey, you know, you don't have to slap it. It's not your wife. It's not your girlfriend. It's not your kid. Uh, just give it a little tap And anyway, so Tex gives this guy this like and if, for those of you who know Tex, like it's very clear. It's very like matter of fact. It's hey, like your dad. It's like your dad telling you how to vertical jump. Listen, you're going to jump as high as you can. You have to just touch the fins. Don't slap it. And don't forget about landing. And I'm not I think, mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> so this guy – now, granted, I think he was sober, but holy, holy shit, what a blooper. He jumps up. He thinks he's like – he's spiking a volleyball, uh, meet the parent style, like boom. 
boom, smacks this thing. The whole thing starts to wobble. He hits it so hard, his feet come out from under him. He goes to land on his heels. Everything shoots back. He falls over into, I guess we'll call it the reaching stick that Tex is holding. And it, Tex is holding it uh, like uh, just on the ground, kind of like a putter, I guess. And he falls into it bends it catapults it out of Tex's hand and the <laughs> the the end of it nails Tex in the junk so hard and there's like 40 people around and everyone's like oh and uh yeah so Tex just went right down to the ground right there crawled into our booth and sat on the couch back there and he's like I need I need to tag in that is awesome so America's funniest home videos I don't know if it's I don't know if it's uh, AFV worthy, but it was great for us. <laughs> Somebody has to have had that on a an iPhone or something. I don't right. know, dude. Like, <laughs> send it in. If you're listening and you have that on video on your phone, send it in. Oh, that's a great point. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so sorry to hijack that conversation. Go ahead, Callie. So tell it. No, what else? worth it. <laughs> totally worth it. Yeah, there were a lot of experiences like that. Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely interesting. Like the whole experience was interesting. I I actually was one of the only people from CrossFit football to stay to the very end and watch the final heats of the final event. So that was pretty cool. Uh, it was cool, but it was also it was weirdly like anticlimactic. I don't know. It was just like, all right, we're we're done. You know, um, I don't know. It was. What do you say anticlimactic? Well, uh, first, I, before we get into that, let me clarify what Callie means. Uh, she was one of the only CrossFit football staff who didn't help carry all the gear to the van. I did, too. Which was a, you carried it to your own car, which was like in the VIP spot because you batted your eyelashes at the security guys. Oh, and she got front row seats because, again, batted her eyelashes. We were stuck in the parking lot looking on the Jumbotron. We stayed and watched final events. I don't have to use my eyelashes. I do. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, uh, anyway, I I did help carry gear. That's untrue. Uh, but but yes, I I I did get to catch the end of it. it was it was awesome. Uh, I think Luke Luke's just cranky because I think he was he was probably at some point drinking heavily and <laughs> and was cranky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was Luke's girlfriend's birthday that weekend. And so I'm sure he didn't he didn't do anything crazy the night before. But but, yeah, I stayed to the end. And, um, you know, it was eh, man, these, these guys, I felt super bad for uh, Josh Bridges because when it got to that deadlift event um, and the handstand walk, um, he you know, that deadlift was just crushing him because of his kind of size. I mean, he was so so much smaller than these guys. So he struggled with that. But uh, but it was it was badass. I like that event a lot. I thought it was pretty good myself, too. All right. Go ahead. What about your new shirt idea? Oh, uh, I don't know if it's really going to catch on, but the whole point was that Denny's referring to the fact that I wanted to make a CrossFit shirt since pretty much everything sells at the CrossFit Games that said I went to the CrossFit Games and all I got was melanoma because everyone <laughs> everyone suffered from extreme sun exposure. Uh, I was sure I was going to die. I was sunburned somehow on my head as well, which is ridiculous. But, uh, 
but yeah, I mean, we, um, we sat in the sun and I felt like I exercised all day just out of virtue of staring into the sun directly. And standing. And standing. That's awesome. That should be a wad. How long can you stand without moving in the sun? <laughs> That's probably uh, longer than 12 minutes. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not certain about that. I'm not certain about that. Um, so you know what Rob Wolf would say? Vitamin no. D. But vitamin yeah. D. <laughs> Overdose. Stop bitching. Vitamin I D. Thought, yeah, we're supposed to. You aren't <laughs> supposed to get. You're supposed to get 20 minutes a day. Mm, whatever. So that's a bit above average. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think so. Moving on, I know we good kind of segue into the the listener submission. From Jake? Yeah. Yeah, Jake Sainsbury. Hope I said that name right. He says, hey, guys, I'm curious about your thoughts on the zigzag run at the CrossFit Games a few weeks back. I thought it was very cool to see a field athletics-based test get thrown into the mix and would like to get a glimpse through the PAHQIs at an event that is right up your alley. Any, any chance of a blog post or mention on Power Athlete Radio? Maybe chuck in a breakdown of performance between good, bad, and ugly. Uh, what would both the fittest on earth and the average CrossFit football follower look at to improve in that kind of test? Cheers, Jake. So, Luke, let's start with your thoughts on that one. I loved it, dude. I loved it. Callie can attest for the past 18 <laughs> months, I've been trying to, trying to get to the point in our competitions where it comes down to a foot race. To the like as in Occupy Australia, we uh, we had a tie uh, because it was just pound, it was weight lifted and in total reps, and it was a tie in both between these two dudes. And I set up a foot race between them, and uh, there was a diving finish as expected, and it was amazing. Everyone was screaming and shouting, and you get goosebumps, <laughs> and uh, so I loved it. In terms of uh, you know breaking it down, unfortunately. Uh, we were working the booth, so I didn't get to watch it, and I uh, haven't haven't really got to watch any highlights or summaries. But I, the biggest thing obviously is going to be keeping your feet. Don't fall over. I'd imagine people fell because of bad yeah. foot position. Their feet slipped out from them because they didn't lower their center of gravity. They didn't plant with a correct foot position, which would be um, essentially a perpendicular to inertia or uh, where you're going to be changing direction. So you could, you could quickly change direction, minimize ground contact time, and get moving uh, the other direction. Uh, Callie, did you get to watch any of that or no? Yeah, I thought at some point you actually pointed to the screen because I remember you making a point to me about the dive finish because you saw someone dive on the big screen. Well, that was uh, that was the naughty Nancy because they also oh, had a 50. Okay. Remember, they had the 50 meter sprint yes, yes, after yeah, you yeah, finished yeah. your fourth round or whatever. And yeah. there was two girls <laughs> hoofing it out right there. Final furlong. And sure enough, diving finish. I loved it. I love it. He, uh, I, I think when you turned to me, you actually had tears in your eyes. You were so happy and taken single aback. tear, Callie. Single tear. <laughs> was it was yeah. it made of was it made of cobra blood? <laughs> I wish it was gold. Yeah, the uh, the sprints at the end of each of the events in the games were pretty awesome, right? So like you finish your work and then, geez, you have to sprint fifty yards. And you know what's funny is a lot of people finished, you know, within a second of each other. That sprint separated people significantly. Right, right. 
So I thought it was a real show of athleticism. And that zigzag sprint, um, I mean, it looked like there were people who had never run in their life on that thing. Um, and then there were some other athletes, Dan Bailey in particular. He just smoked that thing. Everyone got better. Um, like you said, low center of gravity, big plant. He even fell once, just got right up and exploded out. Um, it was pretty amazing to watch. I was, yeah, I was pretty shocked to see them have that. But I, you know, I thought it was great. Of course. How could you not like to see that? I mean, for, especially for what we do. I mean, it's just such it's such a great display of, you know, that athleticism. But <clears throat> I don't remember how many attempts did they get at that? It was bracket style. So oh, okay. so they, they had heats and then the top three from each heat would move on to the next bracket yeah. until it came down to, um, I guess, six athletes. Um, it was And the bracket style was actually quite cool because, you know, people falling, but all you have to do is come in third place for that heat. So you could just see the like the desperation on some of these athletes to to cross the line. It was it was pretty awesome. Yeah, that's I'm great. watching the, the highlights right now. And I'm seriously getting goosebumps. I'm telling you, <laughs> diving finishes, Callie, this is great. I'm posting this in the show notes. Um, but uh, I'm looking at some of the running, and you can see – I mean, Callie, if you watch arm swing, you can see uh, uh, the people who can separate their shoulders from their hips. You can see people who know how to finish, who know how to start. Like uh, Dan Bailey was in like a legitimate sprinter start. Yep. Where well, other he was people a, were he just was a collegiate sprinter. Exactly. So you look at other people who, uh, who are in rough starts, uh, or starting positions. They're not gonna. They're not gonna reach top end as soon, which is important. Like, dude, every second counts. Yep. Great, uh, great documentary. Great concept in the games, but every split second counts. You know what I mean? I mean, tenths of a second. And that, those were the splits, actually, for that event. I mean, there were people, it was like 11-1, 11-3, 11-3, 11-4. It was pretty ridiculous. And I think at one point, they, they actually had a tie, and they had a they had a sprint off. One of the guys, I think, actually had pulled or torn both of his hamstrings, so I don't think he made it. But it was cool to see a little sprint off. Oh. What a pussy. Yeah, really. <laughs> those things those things were wrapped up tight man yeah they, was, they show a video of that dude or I'll, yeah i'll post this video in the show notes it's uh it's awesome i um during that event now i remember i i went to go john wanted to go run a couple errands so i got roped into that one and missed it but um how did how did the ladies do on that one i there all this is shown as men's do you guys know uh, or do you, do you recall uh, does i does anybody um, watch the ladies? No, I was going to say that, but then I was like, fuck. I I'm just teasing. It. I watch it, but not for that reason. I forget who won that event. Yeah, Dude, I, I, forget, I forget. I'll tell you what. Won. Like, People knock women's sports, but women's CrossFit, I think they suffer more than the dudes. I'm yeah. telling you. I mean, I watch Callie on a daily basis suffer more than me and Ben and, and John combined. I suffer because I have to work out with you guys. Oh, should have seen <laughs> that one coming. <laughs> That was so easy. I hate myself. I actually hate myself for saying it. It was so easy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw. I think I saw some of the women's, but I want to say that uh, at least one of the top finishers for the women, I think I was reading that maybe she was an ex-soccer player, which obviously would make sense in her ability right. to cut. Um, so, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't catch too much of it, though. But, but yeah, I, I think my girl Christy Phillips from D.C., 
I say it like, you know, like she's my friend, but uh, but representing DC, I think she did pretty well in it, like top five or something. So that's good. Nice. I mean, I think last year we had a, a we, we as if I'm part of the CrossFit Games programming staff, um, the CrossFit Games had a, a field event with the, the sprint and the sled. I mean, I think I think one of the things that you'll see you're, you're seeing uh, evolve in the CrossFit Games is that they're drawing on all of these specialty seminars in addition to, I mean, this year was pretty outlandish with the marathon row and, and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I think we, this year, it, you know, you can't argue with the fact that who got crowned was, was the fittest person out there for those particular tests. Um, you know, it, even in the strength, the clean and jerk, I mean, there's only one strength event really, you know, the, the poundages were only up 10, five, 10 pound differences between athletes. And most of the athletes that missed missed the jerk they could clean the weight 345 355 just at that point they had already rode a marathon did that pig thing um just couldn't jerk it so yeah that this year just it struck me as a very like kind of grinding work just a grinding amount of work capacity like just tons and tons of like i was expecting to see more strength uh I, at least one more ladder of some kind but it was refreshing for me to hear uh froning at the end like he's giving the speech and the guy's like asking him and he you know like what do you think of this year's games or what are your thoughts and your your reflections and he's just like you know he, he was just like it was so hard like like to hear him say i mean you would think it would be obvious because he's giving his maximal amount of effort but maybe it's like too obvious but he he's like it just was a grinding so 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 difficult like the weekend was so difficult for him so it's like yeah as hard as it looked it was not easy for rich froning it wasn't even you know what i mean like remotely nothing about it was easy you know what i mean yeah at, on the last day before that uh sprint chipper the uh the like the little interviewer on the field said to him so you know how you feel you know you haven't won an event yet you're coming into this day feeling fresh and he was like i feel like it's the furthest thing from what i feel yeah. is fresh this has been the hardest crossfit games i've ever yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that was pretty, uh, that was pretty awesome to hear him say that. Yeah. It's a, just an omission of kind of just being human. You know, I think so yeah. many people think he's a superhuman, but it yeah. was, it was kind of interesting to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. The last day we had uh, a buddy of ours, uh, come by who was competing and he said back in the athlete village that, you know, it's just kind of a grim, kind of a grim environment because everyone's torched and uh you know talking just kind of like team captain mentality i guess someone asked rich like hey how you guys how you feeling dude and he's just like you know i'm really really fucking tired you know i'm not, yeah. not maybe not verbatim and and our buddy said like you could hear the life just get sucked out of everybody because if rich froning is tired like any like they're like we are as tired as we think, you know what I mean? But uh, I, I commend those athletes, man, and, and people who say it's not a sport or it's, you know, it's still hard work and they're competing and uh, it's it's got a team a team vibe to it, the shared suffering. Like, it's it's cool to watch and it's a cool environment. Uh, so it, it was, I thought it was great. Yeah. So, um, one, and just in talking at, with, uh, you know, the general – clients at our gym who who've watched that some people uh who are coming in they're kind of new to crossfit and they they see the games and they're just kind of in awe they're they're quick to say uh 
performance enhancing, you know? It it seems like the, the ignorant, you know, just the just the person who who's uneducated in, you know, in CrossFit, in that style of training, um, they're, it's just easy to say, well, they're on something rather than, you know, understanding the amount of work and the years that it takes to get to that level, you know, and I, and I tell them that I'm like, you know, this is kind of like the society in general, when they see like these great performances, you know, and I get it, the, you hear about these, these stories, you know, uh, I'm a Brewers fan, Ryan Braun, you know, he just got popped and you look at Ryan Braun, it's like, man, does he look like he's on something, you know, but it's like, it's, you know, don't be so quick to judge. I mean, it takes a lot of hard work, a tremendous amount of volume, you know, go on YouTube and watch, uh, a day in the life of Rich Froning or whatever that thing is, it's like 50 minutes and you can see he does like, you know, five or six work workouts a day, constantly eating. I mean, fueling the engine and stuff like that. And it's like, don't just, you know, don't just say, oh yeah, well, you know, it's, it's because of the X factor or whatever that is why they're winning. I mean, give them some respect, all the competitors, you know, all the, the, the top 20 people in each division who can, who can make it to that level. I mean, that's a huge amount of work. Yeah, Denny, I agree with you. I mean, like, you know, natural ability takes you somewhere, but Rich works hard, right? I mean, I don't think anyone's going to argue with the fact that he works hard. So put those two things together, and it seems like he's superhuman. But um, I've had people here say, you know, it's almost like they programmed to make Rich lose. But they, that's just not how Dave Castro works, right? Who knows? I don't know. I, I, I we talked about it last. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if there's how do we beat Rich Froning uh, meetings. But I, I'm totally speculating off of uh, – and I think I've said this before on the podcast. My I grew up watching The X-Files. I'm, I'm a, I'd rather believe in a conspiracy than not a conspiracy. I mean Luke holds meetings regularly called <laughs> how do we beat Rich Froning. So. I do. <laughs> with, with, him, with himself? With himself. Usually, Cali. No, Cali. Cali attends. We have a big whiteboard, and on the whiteboard it says, "How do we beat Rich Froning?" <laughs> and I get, I have a a caricature I've drawn of him on the left, and mm-hmm. then he's happy, and then an arrow with a question mark, and then another <laughs> arrow with a sad caricature, and uh, we're just trying to figure out that question mark. And in one of these <laughs> days, we will do it, Cali. The, we're just missing days. that one piece, and I'm sure that it's going to have a diving finish, and it's probably going to give Luke goosebumps yep <laughs> it's requirement that's also under the requirement section yeah i mean i think i mean honestly who who knows i i think a lot of people who are jumping to those conclusions are sort of ignorant again and most of them probably aren't familiar with crossfit so if you take your general person off the street and uh you know people mistake luke regularly for using performance enhancing drugs and Patrick and Mark Wahlberg. And- <laughs> Those people are, you know, they just, they don't, they don't understand the training. They don't understand that, you know, form falls function and that his body is, you know, uh, an example of all of his hard work. So it's a, very easy for people to judge or even his performance is, is a result of all of his hard work. But, you know, like, again, I don't, I'm not in the know. I don't, I don't know. I don't think anyone knows exactly what's, what's going on with these athletes. Um, were they, are they drug tested beforehand? 
Yes. Uh, they are. They are. Okay. Yeah, I think they started doing that a few years ago, even just to kind of stay ahead of all that. Yeah. You know, I believe that they're um, they're tested at regionals and then before the games. And it might be like what you think, like the top ten. No, I mean, there's only a handful of them, right? So I think you make it to the games. Was it 48 people? I mean, CrossFit's making millions, right? So I think they can afford it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and it turns out that... If you listen to, like, them talk, Castro and Glassman and stuff like that, I mean, you know, they're, like, in search of trying to find, like, the... What, like, the not the perfect training style, but like the, the potential of a human being, you know, drug-free. What, what are the limits that a, a drug-free human being can, you know, can do? How can they perform? And, you know, I, that's just from what I've understood and, and from the, the videos that I've watched of them um, and their, when they talk about the games and the idea of it and testing and you go to some of the seminars and they're, they talk about how if, if you were to say that, you know, roller skating in the middle of the street will will enhance your performance and you can prove it, then they'll put it in the programming, you know? You would think like they would be quick to kind of uh well no, I don't really want to go that way. So if if roller skating shows up, then I'll make the games. <laughs> I'm just gonna go I'm gonna throw that out there. And to go with Luke, uh, I you know I was at a couple years ago, I've said it before that me and Luke were at that one across the football cert, and when I seen him again two years later, he is like 20 pounds heavier. Just freaking jacked. That's right, Danny, tell everybody. I'm serious, dude. I mean, you see the pictures, you know, after the seminars, and um, you stand next to the man. It's, you listening, uh, Callie? It's Callie, you listening to this? Yeah, I'm listening. Luke, what do you, what do you, what do you weigh? <laughs> Uh, 223. 223. I'm um, a stout, five foot, ten and a half. His hair weighs uh, 15 pounds. Oh, uh, all right. <laughs> so, so I got to pack on some muscle. Callie, what about you? Now, what kind of changes? You've been there, what, like a year now you've been on the? Almost, yeah. Almost. Almost. And how has your, how have you changed? You know, as far as, you know, aesthetics or... Well, yeah. So when I, when I showed up, I I was uh, probably like 145, I'd say. Something like that. And then I went on that fucking Bulgarian thing. Oh. And, uh, and I probably gained like six pounds on that. And now I'm more closer back where I started. But on that, I gained... I, I would like to think it was all muscle. Um and then as as we've started to metcon more, obviously I'm getting shredded. I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, getting shredded. I am not happy that uh, I'm losing strength. I think Luke can attest to the same feeling where we're just like we get under a bar and I'm just like, why does this feel so heavy? This is really heavy. And I I do I've PR'd on complaining lately, which is which is great. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, it, it's all been kind of, uh, a few ebbs and flows, some changes and being, working with three, three guys or traveling on the road is, is a challenge for sure, because they want to go wherever they can consume the most amount of food. And, uh, so it's, it's not always easy when you're a 
when you're a delicate lady like me and you're <laughs> you're trying to maintain your your prom dress uh, figure. And so I always try to get them to eat some vegetables and uh, they're like, what's a fucking vegetable? And I, you know. Hey, why, why, why are you guys trying to lean out? Well, honestly, Luke and I are trying to. Well, I won't speak for you, Luke, but we're I, we were collectively trying to lose 20 pounds because uh, it's it's going to help me get my muscle ups continuous. So like uh, get more kind of continuous uh, sequential muscle ups. I just feel like if I Why don't you just get stronger? Yeah, I'm trying. It's hard when you've maxed out your strength. No one is as strong as me, so it's like almost impossible. No one? <laughs> no, but not, I mean, it's a good question, and maybe not. Maybe it's time we start talking about valuable training information. That's what the podcast is supposed to be about. But like, uh, so we have four <laughs> weeks until this competition. And in terms oh, you of you guys a are doing a competition, yeah, dude. Oh, so yes. we are uh, we signed up for a team series called the Summer Shakedown. Uh, since we can't do our own competition, uh, we decided to sign up for a local one here in Southern California, and it's it's CrossFit competition. And uh, historically, they've programmed high rep pull ups, high rep muscle ups, high rep push ups, and uh, you know that body weight stuff. And really, there's like a body weight power ratio that's optimal. And I'm about 20 pounds overweight for that, given uh, like for CrossFit. And I mean, I'd like to think I have decent body composition. It's not like um, I have a huge muffin top. You know, my body says like, hey, I train, but I party, you know, <laughs> and uh, right. but Callie's right. Like the difference between, let's say, eight stringing together, eight muscle ups versus 20 is, you know, you could it's much easier to lose 10 pounds than it is to get that much more or elicit that training effect to get that much more muscular endurance, you know? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. And so, you know, with, so with respect to something like the muscle up, right, it, you're, you're absolutely right about the sort of body composition versus strength because it's, it's mostly technique. Yeah. So, but, but you have to get to the positions that allow you to exercise the technique. And if you can't get to the positions because you're less than a delicate young female, then <laughs> that's going to be hard. So that yeah. makes sense. So you guys are going to rock a, uh, a CrossFit competition. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're excited. I mean, honestly, like if – I think Luke can also agree. Like if we – if I hadn't been focusing on like getting a little leaner and, you know, working on more of these body weight type movements. I hate saying that. It's a dirty word. But um, if I hadn't noticed that it's getting easier, like I'd probably be like, fuck that, you know. But it, it is getting easier. Like my – I just, I just feel like I can, you know, get over the rings faster and easier. And, you know, my chest to bar is, you know, easier. So it's, I think it's definitely working for what I'm training for. Yeah. And it's, but what's interesting is we say, and we preach this at the cert in terms of programming, because we talk about strength and conditioning and those coaches whose entryway into that world was CrossFit are totally geeked out on the conditioning portion. Right. And what's interesting is, you know, after aligning your training goals, you really probably don't need that much conditioning if you're training an athlete, uh, a field sport athlete, because they're going to get their conditioning in training camp. And if you do weigh in too heavily on the conditioning side of things, you are going to inhibit your strength gains. And this is just another real life application of how, how we can speak to. We tested the fact that, you know, I before – Eight weeks ago before I started our quote-unquote competition training, uh, when a 3RM would come up, I, w I could put 197 kilos on the bar and have a pretty easy day for 3RM. 
I just squatted doubles at 170 right. and thought my like thought my world was coming to an end. Yeah. But my on the other end of it, my work capacity has probably tripled since we've started and I've lost a little bit of strength. You know, it's that's the trade-off you got to take and and going back to geez, 20 minutes ago when Callie was talking about uh uh, you know the team series and an, an approach there and seeing that stronger people just tend to be better at a lot of this stuff so we got that strength foundation now we're going to add some work capacity we'll see how we stack up against Southern California out here John's going to compete too <laughs> uh, John's, John's transcended CrossFit competition I know I mean it probably wouldn't even be fair if he competed in something like that I mean I was uh just but um I don't know what else Callie what else do we have to talk about well I think we're good aren't we we've covered yeah, our little uh we're at coming up on 50 minutes yeah, I wanted to I wanted to give a shout out to any of the uh, CFFB guys who uh, are masters. The American Masters weightlifting thing is coming up in November, so uh, thirty five years and older. Danny should come down to Savannah, Georgia, and lift with me. I want to, and you know, I remember talk, uh, you were aren't you going to train for? Is that the meet you're going to train for? I thought it was more of a powerlifting thing. Not yeah, just, yeah, and, I'll probably I'll probably do them both. Yeah, do both, right? Why not? <laughs> Whatever. So, you know what? In October, I'm gonna do the uh, the Mid American Weightlifting Championships in in Schaumburg, which is a suburb of Chicago, and uh, I'm gonna kind of start changing my training more. Um, but it's like I still want to sprint, you know. And you're you're there hanging out with Caleb, who's who's going to the world. Uh, I guess like what. How is that training going to change? Like, cause he's he's not going to sprint, right? He's probably just going to go straight up, you know, snatch, clean and jerk, back squat, front squat. Um, yeah. Well, the, why, don't the, we, uh, why don't we see if we can get him on the show and maybe answer some of those questions? We will. We're going to next time. Oh, okay. Good. Nice. So, Steve, without I guess you know getting too much into you know the next show, then how if you're going to train for these competitions, are you going to still want to? You know, maintain some kind of conditioning, sprinting, you know, decent capacity. Yeah. Or you just so, like, you know. So generally speaking, when you couple my name with the term sprinting, it's used extremely loosely. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I'll, in fact, I have to go do some runs and clean and jerks now. So, I mean, I, I use runs again. It'll be like a put the tennis balls on my walker type of thing <laughs> get your walker yeah but i don't know i mean, I, I just I mean i'm go. slow i'm slow i mean running is bad right so if you're going to go and weight lift competition you don't want to go run sprain an ankle right it's going to be hard to play in your foot if you've got a sprained ankle Good. so um but you could condition otherwise like just buy an airdyne like True. go do go do uh tabata airdyne and tell me you don't throw up i mean but it how relevant is that? I mean, we all know that if you know if you're going to train for a competition like that, you know, sacrifice some of these other movements and just train for that competition. If it's two lifts, you know, you better do those two lifts and do some front squatting, back squatting, stuff like that. I mean, how big of a role is conditioning 
other than recovering between your attempts, right? Right, right. It's, I mean, uh, so here, here I'll answer that. And it's yeah. you get all different types of schools of thought, but it goes back to exactly the discussion we were having in terms of, you know, how much conditioning do you really need? You need enough to survive your training. Yeah. And the training needs to be enough to get you better for competition. So work it backwards. How much volume do you need in your training and how, uh, let's say, training volume? If you're doing three sessions a day, you're going to need a high level of GPP. And uh, you probably already have it, Denny. I mean, if just based off of, you know, your years in CrossFit and training mm-hmm. and, and following CrossFit football, you're right, dude. You only have – how many lifts are you going to do on a competition day? About two. Six. Six. Two, Six. three attempts each, right? Yeah. That's how good a shape you need to be in. Yeah, but, honestly, like, yeah, to kind of nip it in the bud, like, very little, little to none. I mean, these guys are not doing a lot of uh, extraneous anything, you know? So, uh, yeah. Now, the, the I guess, no, the, converse, no. the converse to that, though, is if you include it to elicit some sort of growth hormone response there you go. to aid to recovery, that's, awesome. that's yeah, a different sure. school of thought. Okay, yeah. so you time you know, your but, conditioning to help with uh, strength gains, and uh, we know that we know the time domains that are that are relevant. Like if you're doing 30 minute metcons, you're obviously working against your goals. But like Steve said, you're doing eight Tabata rounds of airdynes, you may get a GH response from that, and it may help. Yeah, sure. I mean, and that's a double edged sword too, right? Because you want that growth hormone response for strength, but you don't want to be bulky and swollen necessarily if you need to be fast and limber to get under a snatch. So Bingo. there's that, you know. There's a. So you're right. Yeah, you, you don't want to be out there doing the the typical, uh, you know, twenty minute MRAP type of thing, that sort of thing. But I think air dines here and there, some runs, some rows, even some just like uh, uh, on the minute type of conditioning. So if you're doing clean jerks, go back to seventy percent. 12 minutes on the minute, you know, two cleans, one jerk, one clean, two jerks, whatever. Get the positioning right with light weights, work those motor patterns, and at the same time, amp up your GPP in, a, in an interval session. Um, uh, you know, I think really that's that would be the way that I would tell someone to do it. Um, and that seems to have worked well in this gym. I like it. I like it. And you see a lot of uh, on the minute kind of training in the CrossFit football programming. Yeah. Even going back, you know, in, in history, you've seen that. You've heard John talk about it. Um, one of his uh, strength and conditioning coaches when he was in college or something like that, you know, introduced him to that kind of on the minute stuff like that. And I, I think that's great. That's great advice. I appreciate that. And yeah. Yeah. No problem. I mean, on the minute stuff teaches you a lot about your threshold for pain because you have to go hard every set. Um, you know, and usually you get, you know, 30, 40 seconds rest, just enough to get back to a hundred percent. Um, that's been my experience anyway. And, and what is that, uh, you know, Luke and Callie and Ben and Tex and John, they're all preaching, you know, posture and position. I mean, right. That's a, that's a great way to, uh, to get experience in that. So cool. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's coming up in October. So I'm pretty stoked. That's cool, man. Hey, listen guys, uh, speaking of, Posture and position. I got to go clean and jerk and run. All right, guys. Cool. Good show. I forget who asked for hour-long show, but they got it. It was on the comments. <laughs> yeah. Somebody was like, I got to drive an hour to work, so talk for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Probably my mom. My mom was probably like. It was your mom. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, it was a good one. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hook up next week. Kick yep. some ass. 
Nice, dude. Peace Peace out, Mrs. Hensman. All right. Bye, guys. Yeah, happy belated birthday, Denny. Thank you. Thanks. Oh, happy. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just for those, just for the CrossFit Football Nation out there, uh, one more time. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. That's awesome, Denny. That is awesome. All right, guys. It that Denny just had that CD right next to his <laughs> I know. Desk. I know. I really thought I was excited. I was excited. I'm like, man, we're going to make it a good show, this one. So let's rock. I mean, they're all good, but all right. episode 20, I mean, like Steve said, we're out of the teens. We're grown-ups. Let's we're act grown like up. it. Grown-ups. All right, guys. Take Bye, care. Guys. See, See you, guys. Peace. Later.